0: Are you experiencing challenges in life that have created resentfulness and bitterness? Are you even angry at God and wonder what could possibly be gained by your experiences? Or maybe you're thinking of some past trials that still make no sense to you and you wish you could go back and undo them. If you or your loved ones are struggling with accepting your burdens and wish you had more humility, then this episode is for you. Today, you'll learn insights on how to surrender and submissively submit to the will of God so that you can discover greater peace than you ever imagined. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become. By remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome to episode 25. How our trials are perfectly designed for our growth. You guys, we are a quarter of the way to 100. That is a major milestone, and I am so excited about it. Thank you for being so supportive throughout these 25 episodes and for showing up. It makes this all worthwhile, so thank you. I really appreciate it. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about spirituality, since that is so imperative for both wellness and for your overall mental health. A lot of people talk to me about how they don't think spirituality has a place in mental health and counseling, and yet I am continually amazed, whatever their faith may be, at how it is one of the best tools that can be utilized to improve your overall well-being. Regardless of whatever faith a person is, Whenever they willingly submit their will to the Lord, there's this softening and this great growth and healing that takes place. So that is why I will randomly talk about faith because I see firsthand how important it is. And even though it's not popular right now to talk about faith and to talk about God, I want full and complete healing for my listeners, for my clients, whoever that might be obviously done so ethically in whatever I do, but I want them to have a complete holistic balance in their lives and that includes spiritually. So that's why I'm talking about this again today. But before I go on and get right into it, I did want to read a quick review like I'd promised in previous episodes. So this one is by Mama Babs and she says, I am no longer active in the LDS church, but I'm very impressed with this podcast. She is respectful and knowledgeable. I appreciate that I still connected to the podcast, even though I am no longer religious. The content is enlightening and useful, if applied, of course. And she keeps your interest. I like that the podcast episodes are short but informative. Perfect length for my drive into work. Great way to start my day highly recommend for anyone looking to be a better balanced human being thank you so much mama babs i really appreciate that review for me and i am really grateful for you listening regardless of differences in perspectives religiously and i hope that you continue to get benefits from these podcast episodes so thank you again for sharing I will continue to share more of those reviews in the future, but as far as today, let's get back into it and let's talk about how your trials are perfectly designed for your growth. There was this commencement speech that I heard, I think I was in my early 20s, and it was life-changing. Even after all these years, I still have lines from that speech that pop into my head when I find my heart hardening or that pride kind of creeping up. And when I think that I somehow know better than God does, it was one of those pivotal speeches where you'd never see things the same way again after hearing it. Well, today I'm going to share some of those highlights of that speech with you. And I'm certain that you'll never see things in the same way either, and that you will have greater humility and acceptance, which is what we're always looking for, for your lot in life when things come your way that you don't understand. Have you ever shaken your fist towards heaven in anger for those unanticipated setbacks? And this might be literally or figuratively here. And if you have, I just want you to imagine that time when you're so frustrated and you're just throwing either that fist up or your hands up in the air and just thinking, what are you doing to me? Why would you do this? Well, I can think of two times in college when this happened to me. And I was somewhat naive, but these are just quick little synopsis of what had happened. The first time was when I was in a campus registration office, and I was trying to get it set up so that I could go to school year-round. I didn't want to go back to Wisconsin from Idaho, where I was going to school, but for some reason, they wouldn't let me change it, and it was outside of my control. But I felt like I could absolutely not go home to everything that I had very purposefully left behind. I felt like I'd made incredible progress at school and that I was this new person, but I was still very fragile. And the thought of going back filled me with such dread. Now, when the registrar told me that it wasn't possible for that year, I embarrassingly started just crying uncontrollably in his office. And I really wondered how God could possibly think that this was wise for me that this was okay to send me back where things were so unhealthy for me. Now, the second experience was when I was engaged. There was this terrible time when my fiance was having doubts on whether or not we should get married. And at that point, I was just so confident that we, what we were doing was right. I had felt so much peace, and I'd finally arrived in this place where I was getting what I had wanted so desperately for most of my life. That connection, that joy, that partnership. There's just so many things that I loved so dearly about that time. And I would never felt so vulnerable or scared about losing something when I was at the peak of my joy. Now those two things always come to mind whenever I picture just this bitterness or this anger at God. Like feeling somehow like I knew better. And that he had gotten it wrong somehow. Now, I've had many trials since then that have seemed much worse in comparison. But to my young mind, these somehow felt much more like a betrayal or even this like abandonment by God. And I wonder if you've ever felt that way before. Or maybe you're feeling that way right now. Have you felt abandoned and that your trials can't possibly be for your good? Let me try to explain the paradigm shift that I had after listening to the speech that I mentioned earlier. Now, many of you may have heard this before because it's been retold in General Conference several times since then. The original address is from 1968, and it's been retold that many times because it's so good. Now, the name of this speech is called God is the Gardener, and it's by Hugh B. Brown. And at the time, he was the first counselor and the first presidency in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you have heard this before, it's so good that you're going to want to stick around to refresh your mind about what was said. This address was given as a graduation speech at BYU. And I want to quickly share one quote and then two of his incredible, memorable stories. So listen closely because they're so good. He said, He said, Now, some of you, as you go forward, are going to meet with disappointment, perhaps many disappointments, some of them crucial. Sometimes you will wonder if God has forgotten you. Sometimes you may even wonder if he lives and where he has gone. But in these times when so many are saying God is dead and when so many are denying his existence... I think I could not leave you with a better message than this. God is aware of you individually. He knows who you are and what you are. And furthermore, he knows what you are capable of becoming. Be not discouraged, then, if you do not get all the things you want just when you want them. Have the courage to go on and face your life and, if necessary, Reverse it to bring it into harmony with his law. Don't you love that? There's just a few of those key concepts I want to say again. He said, God is aware of you individually. He knows what you are capable of becoming. And then also have the courage to go on and face your life and reverse it to bring it into harmony with his law if needed. Then Hubie Brown goes on to share a couple stories, and I'm going to try to paraphrase them, but they are just so good. So in the show notes, I'm going to add a link, and there's just something about listening to this with his own voice that is just amazing. Like, I could listen to this man forever. He was incredible. So I'd encourage you to go to that and listen to the audio at the beginning of that link, and you're going to love it. It won't disappoint. He talked about how he had purchased a farm from somebody that didn't take care of it when he was in Canada, and he found this big currant bush on the property that was probably about six feet tall, and he knew that it was just going to be wasted unless he pruned it back, because there's no sign of blossom or any fruit on that tree. So he got his pruning shears, because he had some experience with that, because his father had a fruit farm, and he went to work pruning the currant bush, and he cut it down until there was nothing left but a few clumps of stumps. He talked about how he has this funny habit of talking with inanimate things, and he has them talk back to him. <laughs> I would love to see that. That sounds like something that I would do. But he said that as he looked at that little clump of stumps, that there seemed to be a tear on each one. And he said to that little clump of stumps on that currant bush, What's the matter, currant bush? What are you crying about? And then he goes on to say that he thought he heard the currant bush talk back. And it seemed to say, how could you do this to me? I was making such wonderful growth. And I was almost as large as the fruit tree and the shade tree. And now you've cut me down. And everyone in the garden will look upon me with contempt and pity. How could you do it? I thought you were the gardener here. And I just think back to my own stories that I just told about how I was weeping in that admin's office. Like, how could you possibly do this, God? This is not good for me. I thought you were the gardener here. Or with my fiancé. How could you do something so terrible when I was so happy? Hubie Brown goes on to say that he answered the currant bush and he said, Look, little currant bush, I am the gardener here. And I know what I want you to be. If I let you go the way you want to go, you will never amount to anything. But someday, when you are laden with fruit, you're going to think back and say, thank you, Mr. Gardener, for cutting me down, for loving me enough to hurt me. Now, before I go on and share the second part of his story, I just want to say how often those words come to my mind. Thank you, Mr. Gardner, for cutting me down, for loving me enough to hurt me. And I'll come back to those a little bit later. But the second part of his story was also very powerful. He talked about how 10 years had passed, how he was in Europe during the First World War, and he was in the Canadian Army. He was a field officer, but there's only one man between him and the general, He wanted to be in that position so badly, and he had waited for years for that. Well, at one point, there was a casualty, and the day after, he received a telegram from London, and the telegram said, be in my office tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. So this is the man that was in charge of all Canadian officers. So he got very excited, and he called his servant And he said, polish my boots and buttons and make me look like a general because I'm going up tomorrow to be appointed. He was so confident in what was happening, what was about to take place. So he goes in the next day. He said he saluted him smartly. And the higher officer kind of looked at him like a get out of the way worm kind of way. And he said, sit down, Brown. He said, I was deflated. I sat down. And he said, Brown? You are entitled to this promotion, but I cannot make it. You have qualified and passed the regulations, and you have had the experience, and you are entitled to it in every way, but I cannot make this appointment. And then. The man got another phone call, so he had to leave the room, and Hugh B. Brown, at this moment, he said he did what almost every officer or man in the army would do under those circumstances, and he looked over at his desk to see what was written on his sheet, and he said, I saw written on the bottom of that history sheet in large capital letters. This man is a Mormon. During this time, historically, Mormons or the Latter-day Saints were hated in Britain, and." The realization dawned on him that that's why he wasn't given that promotion. The man came back and he said, that's all Brown. And he dismissed him and he went his way. When he got back to his tent, he said he threw down his cap on the cot and he clenched his fist and he shook it out of heaven. And he said, how could you do this to me, God? I've done everything that I knew how to do to uphold the standards of the church. I was making such wonderful growth, and now you've cut me down. How could you do it? Now before I go on to say what he said, I just want to imagine how you might have done the same thing here. When have you felt like shaking your fist at heaven? When have you felt like you've had such wonderful growth, but you felt that you've been cut down? When has that bitterness and that anger risen in your heart, that frustration that maybe God has it wrong somehow? Well, President Brown goes on to say this. And then I heard a voice. It sounded like my own voice. And the voice said, I am the gardener here. I know what I want you to be. If I let you go the way you want to go, you will never amount to anything And someday, when you are ripened in life, you are going to shout back across time and say, thank you, Mr. Gardner, for cutting me down, for loving me enough to hurt me. And then he goes on to say, those words, which I recognize now as my words to the current brush, and that had become God's words to me, drove me to my knees where I prayed for forgiveness for my arrogance and my ambition. The story goes on to say that as he was sitting there praying, he heard some Latter-day Saint boys in the tent nearby singing these words. It may not be on a mountain height or over the stormy sea. It may not be at the battle's front. My Lord will have need of me. But if by a still, small voice he calls, to paths that I do not know. I'll answer, dear Lord, with my hand in thine. I'll go where you want me to go. So trusting my all to thy tender care, and knowing thou lovest me, I'll do thy will with a heart sincere. I'll be What you want me to be. I love those words to that hymn and I've thought about these words many times too, especially when I really, really want to go my own way because I feel like it will be best for me and my whole soul aches for that. Now I don't think I'm alone in this. I've had many clients say similar things to me and I imagine that you felt the same way yourself. President Brown went on to say this. Had the gardener not taken control and done what was best for me, or if I had gone the way I wanted to go, I would have returned to Canada as a senior commanding officer of Western Canada. I would have raised my family in the barracks. My six daughters would have had little chance to marry in the church. I myself would probably have gone down and down. I do not know what might have happened, but this I know. And this I say to you and to him in your presence, looking back over 60 years. Thank you, Mr. Gardner, for cutting me down. Every time I read that or I hear that, I just want to weep. There's something so beautiful about that humility and so relatable in that heartache when we are just pleading and shaking our fists at heaven and crying to please let us go this way. And I'm sure the other side that we don't see is a weeping father saying, I know what's best for you. I love you enough to hurt you, even though it hurts me so much. But I know what you can become. Now if only we can remember that and believe that. when." things feel so unfair and so infuriating. Know that these challenges, these trials, they are perfectly designed for you to grow and you to thrive. Even if that path looks so bleak, like it must have for him when he was not able to move forward and become a general. How disappointing that must have been for him and his family. To have that door closed and to have it closed so unfairly because of prejudices. But that was a defining moment in Hugh B. Brown's life. He could have allowed that bitterness to change him, to turn his heart away from the Lord and to things that would bring him lasting peace. Now the last little statement I want to read From his speech, says this Whatever undertakings may demand of you and of your attention, I tell you, you cannot make a better resolution today than this. I am going to keep close to the Lord, I am going to understand Him better. And understanding Him, I will understand myself and I will try to put my life into harmony with His. For I have come to know that every man and every woman has potential godhood dwelling in him. For God is in reality the Father of us all. So the question here is are we going to let our trials or our forks in the road that we don't currently understand derail us from our relationship with God? Now, if we zoom out, can you see how this fork determines so much of your future? And will you put your life in harmony with his and plead for that humility and that acceptance and that ability to acquiesce? If you don't know what that means, it means to accept or comply or submit, accepting something without protest or recognizing the truth of something. Now, maybe you're like Hugh B. Brown was and you don't see how being denied something that you worked so hard for could be good for you. Or maybe your struggles and hardships aren't being denied something, but it's something that you didn't want and it created major setbacks. Well, like him, maybe it takes you years to really understand why. I think he said it was 60 years or more. Really understand why you were denied or given something that felt too much to bear and wasn't at all what you wanted. I encourage you to remember that our loving Heavenly Father is deeply aware of you and loves you with a parental love that is so much deeper than any earthly parental love that we can even imagine. God does love you enough to hurt you, just as we love our children enough to withhold things from them or give them things that we understand will be for their good, even though it hurts us sometimes more than them to be responsible for the pain that they're experiencing even though it sometimes hurts us even more because we're the ones responsible for the pain that they are experiencing. I want to go back to those two stories I shared in the beginning of being in the admin's office and potentially having to go back home to that lifestyle I no longer wanted to live and being engaged and having my fiancé have doubts. Now, in both of those situations, I look back after probably about 20 years. I don't really know. And it makes complete sense to me why God allowed those things to happen. And they worked out in such better ways than I could have even thought possible. Luckily, I did end up getting married and that man is now my husband. And I have a beautiful marriage, not without its challenges, but something that has given me the best things in my life. And as far as going back to Wisconsin, I I did go back. And some of those things I still don't completely understand, but it made me so much stronger and so committed to turning my life around. And I just want to end with that quote that I started with. President Brown said that God has not forgotten you. God is aware of you individually. He knows who you are and what you are. And furthermore, he knows what you are capable of becoming. Do not be discouraged then if you do not get all the things you want just when you want them. Have the courage to go on and face your life. And if necessary, reverse it to bring it into harmony with his law. I pray that you'll remember that God is aware of you and he knows what you are capable of becoming. I pray that you'll have the courage to live your life in harmony with his law and that you'll grow in that acceptance and in that humility and that childlike submissiveness and that you'll say like President Brown, Thank you, Mr. Gardner, for cutting me down, for loving me enough to hurt me because these are the things that are perfectly and lovingly designed for our growth so that we can become who we were meant to become. That is all I have for you today. I hope and pray that those words sink deep into your soul and they help you, whether you are a Latter-day Saint or not that you will take from it what you can to strengthen your life and strengthen your spirituality, your mental health, and your wellness. Now, as a reminder, I am launching Igniting Life on August 21st of this year. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know that this is for those of you that really want that structure, that accountability, and those professional resources towards improving your mental health and wellness, just like I mentioned, and even your spirituality. You are not going to want to miss this window because another one will not open for a while. So grab your chance while you can. You can sign up on fulfillmenttherapy.org or email me at fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com. As always, have an incredible day and I will see you back here very soon. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.